This is Morgan Michael, welcoming you to Kindsight 101, the podcast where you'll hear from world-renowned educational leaders about the mobilizing power of kindness, together by challenging our assumptions and venturing beyond the status quo in education, we can make a big impact, one small act at a time. Hi, it's Morgan Michael from Kindset 101. I'm super excited about the next 10 weeks or so. I will be posting on my podcast every alternating week a very short reflection, meditation, or strategy that will be designed to elicit a sense of altruism in yourself or others around you, a sense of self-compassion, and to generally put into practice many of the strategies and the practices that we talk about in many of the interviews on Kindsight 101. My hope is that you can put these strategies and meditations into action and into practice in your own life and that it can actually benefit your life in some way. So I hope you love today's episode and I'd love to hear from you either through the reviews on iTunes, those mean so much to me, or even online on Twitter, social media, on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn. I'm everywhere, Morgan Michael or Small Act Big Impact. Quite often when we think about perspective taking and empathy, what comes up is active listening. And although it's something that people talk about ad nauseum, it really isn't well understood or practiced because if it were, I think there would be a lot less conflict. And so part of effective communication and connecting with others comes down to active listening. So I'd really like to share this easy practice, which is sort of a step-by-step, how do you practice active listening in your life? And you can actually even sit down and practice it with a friend or run it in your classroom so that kids really understand the components. But you can also use it with your colleagues, whether they're aware of you using this framework or not. So here's how to do it. Find a quiet place where you can talk with a conversation partner without interruption or distraction. Invite him or her to share what's on his or her mind. As he or she or they do, try to follow the steps below that I explain. You don't need to cover every single step, but the more that you do, the more effective this practice is likely to be. And I think we all want to be seen and heard and understood, and active listening is a really effective way to do that. So number one, paraphrase. Once the other person has finished expressing a thought, paraphrase what he or she said to make sure you understand and to show that you're paying attention. Helpful ways to paraphrase can include, okay, what I hear you saying is X, or it sounds like you're saying X, Y, and Z. And if I understand you right, here's what you're saying. And paraphrasing is huge because we want to mirror back kind of what people are saying, but it's really important that we do it with a human element. If you simply reflect like a mirror what someone has said sometimes it can be disingenuous like have you ever had that situation where you're talking with your partner for example and then you stop and you're like did you actually hear what I just said and they repeat back verbatim what you've said and you're like well that doesn't actually show me that you're listening it just shows me that you can take sort of a 
a chunk of what I've just said and repeat it back to me. So paraphrasing is sort of saying it, but in your own words. Number two, ask questions. Follow-up questions are huge for showing that you're interested in someone. This is something I've learned as a podcaster is not necessarily asking questions that you have in mind or that you've been hanging on to, but follow-up questions that actually connect to what they've just said. So when appropriate, ask questions to encourage the other person to elaborate on his or her thoughts and feelings. Avoid jumping in with conclusions about what the other person means and instead ask questions to clarify the meaning of what they've just said. So for example, so when you say X, Y, and Z, do you mean this? And I think what that can enable you to do is to jump right over any potential misunderstandings or assumptions you might have about what they're saying. So first, paraphrase to ask questions. Number three, express empathy. If the other person voices negative feelings, strive to validate these feelings rather than questioning or defending against them. This is so huge. I think so often we hear somebody say, you did this and that, and your first reaction is to defend yourself. Listen to the underlying feelings, not necessarily with the intent of responding to the content in what they've just said, if that makes sense. Listen to the feelings and validate the feelings underneath the words. So for example, if the speaker expresses frustration, try to consider why he or she feels that way, regardless of whether you think that feeling is justified or whether you would feel that way yourself when you were in his or her position. So you might respond with, okay, I can sense that you're feeling frustrated. And even, okay, I can see how that frustrate that situation would be super frustrating. I can see that you're angry. I get that. That's a really important piece. Validate the feeling and express empathy. Number four, use engaged body language. I cannot tell you how many times I have seen people interact at a restaurant or even with one another and someone is completely showing through their body language that they are not engaged and not enrolled in the conversation. So these days, phone use is a huge distractor. So I mean, Simon Sinek talks about this. He says, if I'm ever in a conversation with someone, when they bring their phone out, even if it's just sitting on the table, there's a signal that sort of tells me that there's the potential that someone else or someone else's message may be more important than what I'm presenting or than my message or than even just me, maybe more important than me. And there's something really discouraging about that when you're having a conversation. So use engaged body language. Show that you're engaged and interested by making eye contact, nodding, facing the other person, maintaining open and relaxed body posture. So like avoid crossing your legs and your arms when you're sitting across from someone because that genuinely communicates a negative and closed off emotional mental space. Avoid attending to distractions like I mentioned the phone and be mindful of your facial expression. It might even be worth it to check in the mirror. What does your face do and what can you control and what does it mean? Because quite often your facial expressions might communicate disapproval or disgust and that is not at all the intention. So it's worthwhile getting to know your face. So to recap, paraphrase, ask questions, express empathy, and use engaged body language. 
Avoid judgment is number five. Your goal is to understand the other person's perspective and accept it for what it is, even if you disagree with it. Try not to interrupt with counter arguments or mentally prepare a rebuttal while the other person is speaking. Listen with the goal of understanding, not with the goal of responding. This is such an important piece. Number six, avoid giving advice. I can be guilty of this sometimes. It's really easy to want to manage someone's life or to say because you have maybe a more outside viewpoint on what's happening that you have the answers but there's all sorts of things that you may not understand about their situation their psychology that makes it hard for them to make the quote unquote right choice problem solving is likely to be more effective after both conversation partners understand one another's perspectives and feel heard moving too quickly into advice giving can be counterproductive and can often really result in someone putting their back up or actually resisting whatever advice you have and if you have any rebellious friends or or partners or people with whom you you converse frequently you will probably see that happen number seven don't forget to take turns after the other person has had a chance to speak and you've engaged in that active listening with those steps that we've kind of outlined ask if it's okay for you to share your perspective so when sharing the perspective express yourself clearly as much as possible using I statements. So I feel overwhelmed when you don't help out at home. It may also be helpful when relevant to express empathy for the other person's perspective. I know you've been really busy and you don't mean to cut me off or leave me hanging, but here's what I'm seeing. And so make sure that you have the ability to also say your piece. So once again, to recap the active listening steps, number one, paraphrase what your partner is saying. Number two, Ask questions that clarify your understanding. Number three, express a sense of empathy that are really founded in validating the feelings, not necessarily the words that can be hurtful. Number four, use engaged body language. You have a lot of control over your end of the communication and quite a bit of our communication is based on our body language. So get to know your body language. Number five, avoid judgment. Seek to understand. Don't judge. Number six, avoid giving advice. As likely as it is that you think you have the right answer, hold off until everybody's had a chance to say their piece. And finally, number seven, at the end, when your colleague or your partner has had a chance to say their piece, then you jump in with yours and you're able to be heard as well. Thank you so much for listening. And I'm really hopeful that this has shifted your perspective or given you some useful tools that will enable you to overcome conflict or at least navigate it with more ease and peace. Have a great day. I want to thank you for the wonderful reviews that you've left for this podcast on iTunes. Your reviews make a big difference in helping other educators find this show. If you think that I'm doing good work here and you'd like others to get inspired and join our 21-day kindness challenge and movement, I'd love it if you would take a minute, head over to iTunes, and leave a review. Thank you so much. This has been another episode of Kind Sight 101, the podcast. For links to resources mentioned in this episode, visit smallactbigimpact.com and click on our podcast and choose this episode number. 
Now, I'd love to give my audience a heads up about my new book, which will provide ideas, actionable strategies, and inquiry-based approaches to creating Kinder Classroom through serving the community. Subscribe to my blog for more information. Now, I would love to hear from you. What's the biggest insight that you gain from this conversation? Head over to our website, smallactbigimpact.com, leave a comment on our podcast page, or tag and connect with us on social media with the hashtag smallactbigimpact to share your inspiring story of kindness. Can't wait to hear from you.